Hi, I'm Ellie and I'm a content creator for Holla. Um, this is episode two of the Holla podcast and I am joined by Dave and Emma. Hi. Hi. Hello. Um, so the first thing we're going to discuss is the Cumbria Crack article for this week, which I found really amusing. Um, it is an apparition haunting the Twa Dogs Inn in Keswick, if we would like to discuss. Oh, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw this as well. I had a look at this. Um, I was a bit sus, like people seeing ghosts in pubs. It kind of feels so like. So what a, is it? Is it is it, is it an actual ghost? I'm coming in here like no knowledge. <laughs> I th- I think it's just been seen on camera. I d- I don't think. Yeah. Oh. However, it says that there has been like figures reported walking downstairs and things in, in the pub, pub. Also, so in this pub, okay. yeah, this is so like a history. Here's the footage, Emma. If you haven't seen this, okay. This is 26 seconds of. Uh, paranormal activity. <laughs> okay, let me see. Okay. Running commentary of this. Uh, yeah. So, so I'm currently ch- looking at it like seeing? CCTV. What do you here? see there? I'm seeing there's almost like it looks like a, a lantern kind of looking thing that's moving. Oh, wow, that's strange. <laughs> oh, my. See, right. Okay. Right, interesting. Mm-hmm. So this is almost... It's almost like UFO vibes, but we're not going to get into the alien talk right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not convinced that that's proof of the paranormal, to be honest. It doesn't look too ghost-like, but it is unusual to see two lights, like oval lights, like that kind of hovering. That is an unusual thing to see, I suppose. Do you, do you want to know what my first question is about this? Go. Why is it when anyone films a ghost or a UFO or whatever... The only people who manage to film it are the people who've still got potato phones. <laughs> in the day of the iPhone, where it's like all 1080 or 4K, and everyone's got one of those, why is it that we've got grainy footage that oh, looks so like it's come off a Nokia? So, that, so that's <laughs> actually not that's not a CCTV, that's actually somebody's phone Ah, that's phone someone's filming the TV, CCTV oh, okay. screen is <laughs> their phone and it's always like why why is it always so low quality you get, know? With, get with the times we're all carrying these 4k rigs in our pocket and yeah yeah you're like well I can't decide if it's real or not because it's just some pixels at the yeah. moment what do you think Ellie what were your thoughts when you saw it I mean apparently this is like a, a very comforting presence in the pub like apparently this has been a like he just kind of chills with the regulars wow. um, and the owner thinks it's uh the landlord who owned it. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm a believer in the paranormal anyway. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, think, I think it's legit. Yeah. But maybe the, the video footage leaves something to be desired. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, it's nice in some ways you saying there earlier about it being like the locals are kind of aware of it and it's yeah. like a bit of an, like a local legend that this like the landlords maybe haunting this. There's, there is something quite comforting about that actually that I didn't really consider before watching it because a lot of the time people are like, it's always like scary stories, isn't it? Like, oh, there's, there's a beheaded doctor yeah. that walks through these halls and he's going to murder, you know. Whereas actually it just being like a landlord that's just still hanging out there yeah. and the locals are kind of like, right on, cool, sit with us, chill with us. Like it's like part of the... The vibe of the place. That's I think that's kind of quite heartwarming. Can I yeah. say that about the paranormal? Sure. <laughs> I mean, it would be handy if you still cleaned the lines and that, but I bet it <laughs> just floats around. And, and I mean, that's my thing. I would like to believe, Ellie. I want to believe, like the same yeah. time, I want to believe. But there's the sceptic in there that every time I see something like this, see, I see a bubble. Okay. Yeah. You know, I see like a bubble that someone's blown. 
out of one of them bubble things, and that and it's catching the light and it's reflecting the light twice on the bubble, uh, the inside okay. and the outside. That's what I see, and uh, you know, and I'm like, it's a bubble, it's not a ghost. Uh, yeah. And what are orbs anyways? Why do people think orbs are ghosts? I've always thought the orbs are ghosts. So like even like in the back of my mind, if I see like a little orb out the corner of my eye, I'm like, oh, spooky. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. I just think that's natural to me. It's interesting, isn't it? Like what, what gets you like into that like supernatural believing in the paranormal sort of and seeing something like that. And you could have a completely different reaction of like, it's just a bubble, like it's reflected, and it's just not nothing. Whereas we, me, and you would look at it, Ellie, and be like, oh, "Yeah, <laughs> could, like, you know, that could be something otherworldly yeah. or of another plane." Which is just, it's interesting, isn't it? Aye, but listen, I, when I was younger, I saw something that I kind of can't explain to this day. Right. And I'm all, so I'm always looking at these things, thinking, "All right, I need some proof." Okay, <laughs> or right, something right. like that. Yeah. But that always kind of drives me to push it to the point where, like, 9.9% yeah. of the times, it's like, nah. It's explainable. I, I can tell what it is, yeah, but, you know. Yeah, Dave had, like, a, another, like another, another worldly, could you call it that? Like, a paranormal <laughs> experience here at, at, at our our base in Workington. Oh, yeah. I was, this is Soundwave we're talking about oh, yeah. at the minute. Um, and Dave always tells a story that it took him ages to, like, go around because it's all like a light or a shadow flicker or something yeah. and you couldn't explain where it was coming from and then mm-hmm. proceeded to spend the time after that going and walking past things to like I did to work out what it actually was until yeah. I think you actually found I spent hours having what it was. Re- recreated to to make sure I knew what cast why, the shadow yeah what had happened otherwise I couldn't have come back in this building it's yeah. as simple as that yeah. you know it I was, was that, that creepy freaked that out, yeah. out what it actually was yeah and oh, I did think yeah. I think I worked it out if not then yeah <laughs> Honestly, I've had like quite a few paranormal experiences. Really? Yeah. Like, um, we, like, I grew up in my grandmother's house, which was like five stories, absolutely huge wow. Victorian house. Um, and we just constantly used to hear, like, because they have a downstairs kitchen, like, under, under the ground. And you used to just sit in the kitchen, you'd hear footsteps coming along mm. the landing upstairs. If nobody else was in, you were just kind of like, all right. My, um, my nanny used to say, oh, yeah, she's, you know, just a ghost haunting the cellar and all of this. And because she, she's a big believer in it. Wow. And constantly there was just like photos of the house and it had orbs everywhere. And we just kind of like lived with it. You just kind of accepted it because it was never like threatening. You just hear footsteps and yeah. you'd hear tales and stuff. And that was that. Yeah, it's like a different take, isn't it? Rather than being scared of things, I think in some ways it can kind of bring people a bit of comfort it sounds like there yeah. which is quite I think that's quite nice that, that that can be kind of how people take that those those feelings or those like experiences yeah. and they become part of your like you're not but you're just like yeah it's like a it's yeah. like just a presence that's here and that's chilling out with us and it's not nothing to be scared of yeah um, a part of me kind of wanted the story to be like this ghost harasses the you know like I want it to be like a scary yeah. like there's always that part of me that's like come on like get it like can it be a scary can it be a poltergeist that like throws stuff at people can it please just do that could it be a destructive presence that wants to hurt people um but I do quite I, I kind of like it when things are just oh it's just a heartwarming little cast by the friendly ghost vibe you know okay to take it back there to the 90s Fair enough, but, you know right. here we are so yeah can we please have more ghosts that are a bit more like naughty and cheeky and like, do, bad, do, do bad things yeah i'd like that just just calling out to all the ghosts out there the cumbrian ghosts just uh, <laughs> cause a bit cause a little bit more havoc 
Not the ones in here. Though. Not the ones in here, though. The ones in yeah. buildings next to this. Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so this week's hollow post we're going to be discussing is about FOMO, which is the fear of missing out and is kind of a big, has a big impact on a lot of people, especially when we come to summertime, if, you know, when it comes to work or kind of not being able to go out on weekends or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And is this something that, was this like a post about how young people feel about that or just general um, FOMO? Yeah, it's kind of you know, what it can lead to and kind of ways to solve it and things. Okay, I think it's right, yeah, okay. I think it's a massive thing for a lot of young people. Like, I don't know, especially growing up being a teenager, you know, being a yeah. teenager in these years, especially with kind of COVID restrictions easing. Like, like my parents were big on, right, no more, yeah. um, not going out, you know, whatever, whatever. And even when restrictions were eased, like, they were still like, no, you know, no going out, whatever. And all the, you know, when all your mates are out and you still have this kind of responsibility to protect yourself, that was really hard. Um, and I think it still is now. Like, if, if if a big group of my friends are going out, like, personally, if I can't make it, I panic and I'm like, oh, this is going to be the best night they've ever had wow. and I'm not going to be there. And I don't know, yeah. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the almost... The after, like, you not being able to go is almost like you kind of foreseeing, oh, well, I'm going to have missed out on something that's going to be the best night ever and I'm going to have yeah. to deal with them all talking yeah. about it. Because it's a, I guess the FOMO doesn't really end with you at home while the event's happening, does it? The FOMO carries on almost when the event's already done because yeah. I guess all the, all the people that have been at the event, the event doesn't end there. I guess the event then transcends that and then they talk about the event, they talk about what they did at the event yeah. and you're sat with them and you're like, oh, well, I didn't come to this. And it's like all they can talk about for the next couple of weeks or whatever. Do you remember that time when, oh yeah, when Cheryl went, oh yeah, yeah, about, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all just sat there like, thanks sis, like I wasn't even there. But but then yeah. you kind of go, well, I'm not going to tell them not to talk about it because I want them to have enjoyed themselves, obviously. But then you're, it's like, yeah, FOMO can kind of go, it's like a ripple effect, I suppose, in some ways, I suppose, like that. I never really thought of it. But it's definitely nights I've missed out on and then it's like the crack. That's all everyone talks about. And I'm like, great, can we talk about something else now, please? Because I wasn't there. But because it, it was so fun, they just want to keep talking about it. Yeah, it's just like the, the fear that like that one night you can't go, that's going to be the best night ever. The night. The night. And, you know, <laughs> that's going to be the one they talk about for the next five years. Yeah, and it yeah. was crazy. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, yeah, guys. Yeah, it I becomes loved, the end jokes that I'm not part of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and I suppose with social media as well. You just oh, see yeah. what everyone's doing all the time. There's those story updates snaps snapchat yeah because i suppose if you're sat at home you know you couldn't you couldn't make it this night you're ill whatever and all the, all your instagram stories are flooded with like everybody oh. out without you having a great time and you're like oh, oh yeah. you know as much as you want them to have a good time it's just that kind of sense of oh they forgot about me exactly oh. i think that's so true and yeah. even like I don't think that's even just true for young people either. Like, I know myself as, like, a kind of mid to late 20s age. Like, I'm seeing my friends do that, and I feel the same way. I'm like, oh, don't, like, oh, can you yeah. <laughs> what think? Are they thinking about me? And they're, like, wishing I was there? Probably not, because we're having a good time. But, it, you know, it, it is tricky. And I wonder, the days before social media, was that as bad? Did people Were people as bothered? Maybe just socially as humans, we are bothered when we're left out, because you're kind of yeah. out of the pack, aren't you? You're not with the pack. Probably some kind of... 
deep human needs to like be with other people maybe I yeah. feel left out but um I do think social media really does enhance the feeling of like oh oh yeah I'm not there and I actually can see what they're doing yeah <laughs> I can see what they're doing as well when I'm not there so it's yeah I think that that's really interesting but I'm not really sure how to deal with that did you say that you had things to how, how to like deal with that or how to um yes um interesting i don't know how i deal with it how do i deal with it for more go and do something else fun on my own <laughs> maybe i don't know because sometimes when you can't make things it's because you like doing something boring aren't you yeah basically our you can't make it yeah our advice was like because i don't think you can get rid of it i think true, the yeah, true. the main thing is like to minimize it um and i think yeah like in our post, it says try to focus on what you have rather than what you lack or uh, okay. keep a journal so kind of your memories aren't so much online and then look for, you know, real connections instead of checking social media and things yeah. like that, which obviously... Yeah. And I guess it becomes a vicious cycle then, doesn't it? Because if you know people are out... Yeah. And then you're on your phone and you're spiralling on your phone. Yeah, you're yeah. Looking, you know, you're spending all this screen time. Yeah. Totally. And especially, I didn't even think about COVID when you said that earlier, either the impact that yeah. would have had when maybe some people were actually more blasé or just going out and not, you know, being as cautious or whatever. And then you being like, oh, I can't, but I'm, <coughs> I'm either not allowed to or I'm not able yeah. to, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely got to that, like, this point. And so I think it's the one thing that nobody wants to admit that it got to a point in like summer 2020 when they were like, uh, is it is it, okay? it that big anymore? Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. Yeah. maybe we're gonna go out today, whatever. And that was the thing of um, like my friends used to go out and and sit in the park and stuff. And my dad was like, no, yeah. not you know, not in the park. Yeah. Like yeah. you can you can sit in the garden. And I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. but th- yeah, that was that was awful because it was like months without seeing your friends, yeah. and then they can go out and you just there's this physical barrier there, and that was. Yeah, that was difficult, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's the the COVID side of it, I suppose. Of yeah, course, I, I think it's something that we can't really like just brush over. Either the impact that will have had on oh, so yeah. many people your age and older and younger. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's pretty mad to look back at the impact. Yeah, actually, what we actually were allowed to do. Like I remember the daily walk. I mean, anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to get into the narrative of COVID, but it's like even looking back at that, you're like daily walk, like oh, it's, yeah. all, it's just like another world almost in in my head now when I think about it. But like, definitely, I remember seeing pictures of people doing all kinds of things, going to gigs and things, and that kind of starting to become a thing again. And yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But far more definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy looking back in hindsight when you're like, oh, so like we're fine now, and and like I remember I used to sit and check the news about restrictions or about you know what tea we're in it just feels like completely different now like you can't remember that time at all but it was so like such a big thing when it was happening it's really strange um so for our final segment I have a snippet of a little interview I had with my friend Ashling who's 16 um and basically we spoke about uh, Carlisle College handing out kind of free condoms and STI testing kits um, and kind of the link between uh, colleges and sixth form and contraception and you know the awkward conversation that nobody wants to have and things um, so we're going to discuss that today. Um, I'm here with my friend Ashling from Whitehaven who is 16 um, and we're going to discuss uh, Carlisle College handing out free contraception. Go ahead. Hi. 
Um, so basically, um, I saw a post from Carlisle College um, that they were giving out free condoms and STD tests and things. And I thought this was like a really, really great thing because I think it's, I don't know, I think we're past the age of um, colleges and schools preaching celibacy and things. And I think it's great that they have these facilities to hand things like that out. However, I have, I have noticed um, being in sixth form, like as many assemblies and things that we have about contraception and the importance of using them, we don't get free condoms or anything. We don't have that accessibility. And it just made me wonder why that was maybe just primarily a college thing instead of a sixth form, maybe because of the link between lower and upper school. But I just wanted to discuss that today. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I still feel like in sixth form, we're still in an environment where being sexually active is, is shunned. Um, and though recently, uh, sanitary products have started to be added to bathrooms. I, I don't know if they're just the sixth form bathrooms, but, um, I've seen them and maybe we're on the right track with that. But I think your point about the link between lower and upper school is probably, um, probably right in that we can't exactly hand them out in public spaces without the immaturity of the younger children in the school um yeah i think it's it's a really important conversation to have isn't it because i remember when i was at sixth form which was what like 20 2012 there was like no talk about you know safe sex any conversations about it at all it was all very like hush hush but i also went to like a catholic high school so maybe that was also why i always i always remember they had like these people come into like talk about like um like catholic marriages and they're like singing songs and stuff and i remember like i think i was maybe like early sixth form and just sitting in the hall and being like the kind of skipping around a conversation here that maybe they should maybe have instead of this this weird thing that's happening on stage right now mm-hmm. yeah um but it was only really when i went to university that but even then it wasn't really talked about that much you know there was like little stalls and stuff at like um kind of um uni what do they call them? Like fair things, like yeah, yeah, days where you like talk to your societies and things. So yeah, like I think it's a really important conversation to have, and it is interesting, isn't it, that colleges are more kind of hip to just talking about it and not making it this yeah. taboo thing for young people. Because I think in order for young people to feel safe and like people understand them and that they can have these conversations, someone has to like make it safe for them to do that and actually just bring it up in a casual way that isn't awkward and isn't yeah. kind of oh, we're just teetering around this thing that, oh, we can't talk about it. Oh, dear, what if, what if we talk about it? What will all the kids do if we talk <laughs> about it? Do you know what I mean? We're actually, if we're not <coughs> going to tell them what's the safe safe practices and safe things to do, then, you know, people might do things that aren't so safe. And wouldn't you rather, like, help yeah. young people to navigate the world that way? I don't know. I mean... It's annoying. I, I went from a Catholic high school to then um, a non-religious sixth form and things, and I definitely do see the difference there. Right. Like personally in high school for me it felt like it was off limits absolutely and obviously that hasn't changed since you've been there and things and it just felt yeah like it was shameful and it was a bad conversation and and abortion was never ever ever and things like that and I think being in sixth form now it's definitely I don't I don't maybe the topic's a lot more open in that we have assemblies about it and you know we're told how to be safe and and, you know what to do and things but we're still not given that accessibility we're still not you know 
we're still not handed condoms, we're still, you know, not given STI kits, whatever. It still feels like, yeah, maybe it is the link between lower and upper school, but it, it still feels like it's we're, we're treated a little bit like children when it comes to it, when people of the same age in college you know like I have I have friends at Lakes College who would just you know get them handed out every single day they're there and I like I think that's such a great facility but obviously yeah the translation isn't there between college and sixth form despite being in the exact same age range and things yeah makes you think yeah it's like a bigger change that needs to happen across those kind of sixth forms isn't it um but yeah, if you don't talk about it, then it does, things do become like these secretive, weird, hush-hush things. And when really yeah. it's like, why not educate young people on it and make it just this normal thing that there's just resources for them to take and have? And and it's not this strange, not talked about thing. It, it is interesting to see the difference there. But, you know, and even with young, younger years in the school, like, you wonder if those conversations were had more, you know, appropriately, age-appropriately, whatever, whatever you want to do with them having those conversations with all ages in the in the school so that when it comes to like you know condoms being handed out maybe the younger years aren't being like oh what's that you know it's yeah. like it's not this strange <laughs> thing you know mm. you know and, and there's a lot of conversations around protecting young people from you know but ultimately come on like it's yeah. we're not it's it's a part of life isn't it and you've got to learn about these things as young people if you're not given the tools to you know how are you expected to know what to do i don't know it's interesting definitely interesting conversation something that obviously needs to change it just feels like with with us being like preached to in in assemblies and things and obviously that's not a negative thing at all it's good that i i feel the discussion's more open yeah but i I don't know it feels like we're getting preached to and we're saying you need to use condoms and you need to do this but we're not going to give you those you're going to have to go down to the shop and pay 12 pound and walk in yourself and it's going to be really embarrassing and you can deal with that we're like oh okay but we we still have to though and like yeah you still you still have to matching orders but we're not going to help you yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah well actually if you had some free resources for us thanks that'd be great not even to hand out you don't even necessarily need to be handed them no just be in an area (laughs) yeah like you know like an area where someone could just go and collect something or read a read a whatever information or like an area that isn't led by an adult, they could that people could just go and collect what they needed and yeah. in a discreet, you know, whatever people wanted. But yeah, that is annoying that it's like yeah, they slam all these things at you and then there's no help after. Yeah, that. Just go and deal with it then. Yeah, because that thing about having to go and buy them, that's been taboo probably since they were created. The dawn of time. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's never gone away, and it, it's like one of the biggest ones because like no one's going to change what they were going to do. The difference is. There was there was there's something in place that helps there, but going for it is yeah. <laughs> it's just you know you'd be terrified someone's going to see you or you were going they were going to say no or something like that, and and that's just a terrifying kind of prospect, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? You know, and and it always has been. Uh, I presume it still is these days. Obviously, it is like <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, and it, uh, yeah, that's it. If they if they're there to take, you know. Yeah, and, and young people can just go and take them. Why yeah. does it have to be this? I yeah, is it is it the case that that these teach? You know, I'm not gonna say the teachers because obviously it's a big it's a bigger issue that's higher yeah. up or whatever. But like, if you give them them, then they'll do they'll go and do. St- you know, it's like well, wouldn't you yeah. rather them be uh. safe? I don't. I, it's, like, it's an interesting kind of two things, two yeah. sides to it, isn't there? Yeah, I think at the at the end of the day, 
they're, they're going to do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why why not, yeah. you know, put these things in place yeah, to, to stop teenage pregnancies yeah, or, yeah. you know, what you're preaching about preventing and things. But, um, yeah, we've, you know, we've only just got um, free um, sanitary pads and stuff okay. in the bathrooms right. at yeah. school. Wow. And that was, yeah, must have been kind of, obviously quite quite a while into the school year and that was petitioned for by the council and stuff mm. but that's like that's like the bare minimum and that's yeah. only in the sixth form toilets and stuff oh, is it really? uh, yeah wow. and it's you know it's it's strange it is yeah there's a long way to go isn't there but it's good to see that people are oh making yeah definitely and stuff and trying to petition for that yeah. to happen in the schools although it shouldn't be the students i suppose no <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah right on I mean, I suppose, uh, like Ash said there, there's a risk that if you hand them out in school, they're just going to be everywhere. They're oh, gonna of course, be abused. yeah. And I think maybe that's something you just have to suck up, like, just go, okay, everything's going to have a rubber johnny on it for a day, but <laughs> it's not the end of the world, is it? You know, yeah. the people who want them, I'll have them then. Yeah. You know, and the younger ones who just think they're... Great for filling up with water and throwing out of the <laughs> yeah. They get something out of it too. It's a win-win. And I guess that the longer that these things are um, are there for in the school and become part of just what's there and what people can, you know, and as generations come through the school, like, oh, well, they're just there. Yeah. And we can just take what we need and, and that's kind of how this works. But yeah. there will there'll always be that period where things yeah. are brought in and everyone's like, Wah! you know, there's mm-hmm. always going to be yeah. that period of like that awkward, like, how does this work and... How do we get them? And, you know, being in school probably and being like, oh, they've taken one. You know, yeah. <laughs> there'll be a point where, like, yeah. that'll just become... There's always those, like, awkward <laughs> stages where things are introduced that are a bit kind of, you know, but it's you have to start somewhere, don't you? You have to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you for tuning into the Holler podcast. If you would like to come and chat with us or if there's anything in particular you'd like was to chat about um feel free to get in touch via the holler instagram facebook tiktok any social media and we will take it into consideration and tune in for the next episode thank you Bye. bye bye